Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Our government is too big and it spends too much. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder do you know it? I'm assuming that when this comes out, we will still be talking about the Ukraine war, the war in Ukraine. Uh, well, I can't assume that, I guess. Who no. knows what's going to happen then? This is going to be a couple of weeks, as we mentioned, that um, we recorded this a little in advance with what things we had going on. But um, with, the, with the war in Ukraine, we have seen, and with COVID before that, how difficult it can be when you're thousands of miles away to get at what is actually happening uh-huh. and how difficult it can be to discern what is true, what's maybe a downright lie, what's been manipulated a little bit to kind of um, give a, a certain message, get people to believe a certain thing about what's, what's going on. Um, and I shared on Twitter um, a video of what appeared to be a guy running through like a burning town or something. Right. And uh, who, who shared this video had done some manipulation to show that um, you could easily kind of alter things to make them appear a little different. And how he did this was show the guy running through uh, the town. And in the background, there's like a, a building of some sort of large building. It appears to be on fire. There's smoke coming out of this fire coming out of the window, so on and so forth. And then he kind of swipes that out in the video and shows basically just a guy running through a town and there's no fire in the building. Mm-hmm. And the point being that um, things can be manipulated these days with the technology we have available to us. Absolutely. So the question then becomes, how can we trust what we're seeing? Yeah. Oh, I know, because that video, uh, we don't know if he took the stuff away from it and uh, had, like, had a picture of the building beforehand yep. and took that away or he added it or whatever. But if you were to look at it and he didn't do anything to it, just left it well, like as it was on fire and devastated, mm-hmm. you would believe it. I'm, I'm pretty confident 99% of the people would believe it. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say it's fake. And he was just using it as an illustration. Yeah. Um, boy, that really makes you wonder what's real. You know, because we, you know, you watch a movie and CGI. CGI is a computer generated image, I believe is what it's called. And a lot of times you can tell a CGI, especially okay. on TV shows. Yeah. Okay. Like you're just like, oh, yeah. That looks fake. You know, it looks real, but it looks you can tell it's fake. It's, it's not really yeah. happening. Yeah. And in today's technology, it is easier, well, cheaper probably, and easier um, to do okay CGI, CGI, because instead of having build how uh, all the scenery, you can just CGI put it in there. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. Um, we know this technology has been around and that people are using it. And we know what my son does just with images and how sure. he can edit those. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it is not beyond, 
my my thinking to to really wonder how much uh, media, big media, information, images are true and being accurate. Not even counting or taking into account the the angles, the position of mm-hmm. how, how pictures are taken to make something look bigger or smaller than it really is. Yeah, you know, we we've seen people say like there was a million man march or whatever, and they had this image. Well, it looks like a million people out there, but then you you, you see how it was taken. You get a farther out view and you're like oh that's only a hundred thousand people or whatever you know and so we we know that that's kind of an exaggerated but we've only i think we kind of interpret it more as an exaggeration not as a really misleading to change someone's thinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as much maybe i'm wrong on that but but lately with this with this new method that we are seeing war live um it really makes me wonder how much, and I say big media, because I think probably the most accurate imagery is coming from people on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get on social media and find all kinds of videos, pictures, just in this conflict, Ukraine, Russia. And um, you're wondering like, you know, you just get a little snippet, snippet, a one or two minute snippet and you're looking at it, it says it's from it, but you don't know that. That's what it's from. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Who, who's going to argue it? And that's right at, at that point. Yeah. An organization that's going to take time and energy to really nitpick at all that stuff. Yeah. It's probably going to be ignored because they're going to say you're missing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. There's there's a horrible war going on. Why are you nitpicking that little imagery? Yeah. You know, so that's uh, you can get away with it easier. Yeah. And it's not to I mean, say. Not to say there isn't, we're not saying there isn't a war, you know, we're not going full right. conspiracy oh, theory. Sure. Yeah, there, sure. there is a war going on, but just the specifics of what might be happening or what's not happening or how many people have died or, you know, an incident could just like get people super upset and it could be manipulated, misrepresented exactly yep. what happened. We saw this with police officers in the United States, you know, the last yep. year or two where that can happen. Um and just acknowledgement that, you know, we are not there present. I, I cannot right. see these. I haven't seen them. I'm not in Ukraine. I haven't seen these things happening. So there's sort of like a, you know, just some care concern needed. Right. Before we because, we, that. you know, reality TV is huge in America. It's the farthest thing from reality TV. I... I watched Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love the show. It's supposed to be reality TV, Josh. When I listen to the podcast and now they can talk more about it and they can be, um, give out more information. Yeah. About what really happened. It's amazing. I mean, what they did was real, but they were thinking of things to do, you know, creating things. It wasn't because this show following someone's everyday life is kind of boring. There's funny things within it, but to do a real show about it, it it was real to an extent, but it's scripted real. It's real family, real people acting like themselves, but they're trying to enhance that to make entertaining. So we've kind of got America just thinks 
any reality TV is real. So we just see the news and it's like, this is real stuff, you know? And, and I'm not saying I have seen anything that is not real. I'm not saying that uh, in this war. Um, but I have to believe that I, I would say if it's coming from uh, any major media source, um, not just like Fox, CNN, MSNBC, even like online stuff, you know, and yeah. they're interviewing people and doing that. I am always suspect yeah. of what is being said because they, they want a story and they're trying to get a message across and they're going to tell that person and, or find the person that's willing to give that message. Mm-hmm. That's why it's almost people that I follow on Facebook, like celebrities, let's say, or on Instagram, who I didn't really realize they were Ukrainian. Uh, and things that they post about their families and videos that their family have sent them. I don't doubt that for some reason. I, maybe it's just because I think they're like an everyday person and that's just, they're not making any money off of it. They're not trying to do anything. They're just showing you what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that video really made me made me wonder. Well, we know we know that Putin is manipulating what Russia is hearing and seeing. You know, and uh, so it's not beyond countries manipulating uh, people mm-hmm. and countries giving directives to media. And I think it was you who posted an article on Twitter about, uh, maybe it wasn't, but it doesn't matter, uh, the U.S. Uh, having, making financial, spending money for the vaccine uh, and pushing agencies. Did you see that? Did I? I may have. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was money. It was incentive to media. Incentive to media. Yeah. Yes, yes. To push that message. Yes. Yes, yes. Right there, we are yep. not going to get a truthful mm-hmm. image, a truthful, truthful message, mm-hmm. um, because there's incentives. Yes, there's a Freedom of Information For Act their, request, yeah. and they released yes. that information. Somebody submitted that. I mean, we know that the media creates narratives. Yes, exactly. They, they create a narrative, and it. it it's amazing how quickly it spreads like a major one or two, uh, I guess, kind of creates it. And then it just kind of takes off. Yep. Um, so we saw that with COVID, they've mi- misrepresented quite a bit with COVID. Um, if you think about like the, um, like the death tolls and they had those giant charts on there oh, you know, right. on the screen with the deaths without any qualifications at all. Yeah. Um, just the raw numbers. Um, but let me ask about this one. Um, George Bush, uh, 43, the, 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 you know, he, George W. Bush, he, how would you say he was, what do you say the narrative was about him in the media? Like as far as his, like, let's say his intelligence, how do you think they represented his intelligence? Oh, it's not a bright guy. Yeah. And they really, really made him to be dumb and, I feel like they made him to be dumb and he was only in there because of, a, of his name. Yeah. Yeah. So I bring that up to say this, I was listening to um, um, 
guy on Joe Rogan podcast recently, and uh, he was at one point an Islamist terrorist and was involved in that, left that life. He met with um, President Bush and Rogan asked him, what would you, how would you describe him? Was he dumb? Was he, you know, stupid? Because right. that's how the media portrayed him. And um, uh, this fellow said, no, I found him to be very personable. He asked good questions. And it didn't come across that way at all. Mm-hmm. So we have who, I know that's one meeting, but who he, how he portrayed himself there and then how the media shaped him to be. Oh, is that narrative? And that, that Michael Mara show they listened to? Yeah. The, the uh, gentleman, Oscar, his name is, who now owns like a, a media company, a podcasting and media company. Um, their media company did a series for the Bush family. I think it was for the Bush library. And so he actually went to the Bush residence over on the lake, like wherever up north, east, yeah. you know, their compound they have. And I mean, he he was there and and George was playing tennis and and he said, and this they're liberals, these guys, okay. Yeah. Um, and they would not have voted for George Bush. Yeah. But he said, you know, he, they're a smart family. I mean, they're an impressive, smart family, um, which then goes against the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another situation of someone who may not align with them, like speak of them favorably because they align with them politically, mm-hmm. but who has met them, talked to them, interviewed them, and has been impressed by every one of the family members. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I uh, am not pleased with some of George Bush's uh, liberal views. Uh, I wish he was, you know, stronger conservative, but uh, I, I do think in that sense of being like a dumb mumbling, yeah, uh, it's not fair. Yeah, it's and amazing. I'm not sure if uh, um, we can even. We, right now, we got Biden who is we don't even know who he is yeah because we don't know if he's mentally even capable and i hate to um if he is have mental issues and dementia and things like that Mm -hmm. um it's cruel what they're doing Mm -hmm. by using him in this this the the form they're using him as the president Yeah. yeah you know but the narrative of that i mean everybody makes him out to be you know, slow Joe. I mean, you know, Trump jet, Trump naming yeah, yeah. all these names, Sleepy Joe, and all Sleepy these things. Joe. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's not too many people that will disagree that he's not that impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, the, the 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 trust within the the media um, and how they give us impressions of people, yes, it is amazing, amazing. You you go on uh, another reality show. Survivor. I've seen every episode, every season, yeah. since day one, Josh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a villain. There's always a person that they love, you love. Okay. Um, at the end of the show, they bring the contestants on and they talk about the show, the episode. Yeah. Earlier, before the more recent seasons, they would 
had people talk about how they were portrayed. Oh, Once they came home, watched the episodes, and how they were portrayed is not how they felt they were. Interesting. They said, yes. they said, yes, it is. That was me. I did yeah. say those things. I did do those things. But you're catching little snippets. You're cutting little snippets out, like of my worst moments or whatever. Yeah. And um, so it's amazing what they can they can twist and turn of a story of words and, and how they can take someone and build a narrative. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then you just believe it. You just connect to what we talked about last week and with Justin Trudeau and who his yeah. father is. Um, you would think that in today that with the internet and all these sources of information, that it would be almost impossible to form one kind of narrative Yes, that would just take hold, but yep. I think it's fair to say we saw that with COVID. Yeah, that in yep. general they were still able to manipulate and promote one kind of narrative. Yeah, uh, with the vaccine, even. Yep, for a while, one kind of narrative, and really be able to push that for a long time, and and push that so hard that an alternative voice was hard to get any ground. Yeah. That makes me a little nervous. You, a, a few weeks ago, you brought up the private companies and the Ukraine-Russia situation. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not saying, we're not Putin apologists here saying Russia is in the right. We're not denying that there is a war going on. There is a war going on, not denying suffering. People are suffering terribly. But it's just like the group think and the rush mm-hmm. to just take one side without any, like, it's like without any qualifications. Yeah. It's just, you must be on this side. Yeah. I, it, it, I know when it comes to killing people, well, I shouldn't say that. I take that back, actually. I was going to say, what I was going to say, I yeah. know when it comes to killing people, um, it's, pretty easy to get a unanimous um, mindset on that, but that's not true. And, I, and I know, well, like uh, it's nobody likes to see um, left or right likes to see Russia go in and kill people. Okay. And that, that should be a unanimous thing that nobody wants to see that. But um, I was going to say that, but then I thought, well, people are all about killing babies. So I can't say that it's a a mutual thing that we can uh, uh, fall upon. But um, I find it interesting. My point I was going to say is I find it interesting that people are wanting to force their morality and their views on companies when they don't want that in their own personal life. They're, we're trying to stop pushing your views on people. <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't want the Christian view to be heard in the school. They want the, the trans and acceptance and all that. But yet, um, they think it's fine to push Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all these companies 
to stop doing stuff in Russia. And I mean, if I was those companies, if I was these big companies, I would say, we won't deal with Putin because that's just someone we're not going to do business with. But there's still millions of Russian people that need stuff, need food, need drink, need whatever. I mean, if, what do they do? Do you boycott everything so no one helps Russia? The people of Russia? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, do you, are they hoping by doing this, Jack? What, what, what are they, what is their point of pressuring these companies to do it? What are they trying to get from it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, this, this, this movement of pushing these companies, yeah. because they, these, these companies are being called out for not stopping their relationships with, with Russia. When up till, and I haven't read it on it, okay, up till um, the start of this podcast, I saw something come out that we're not going to buy oil from Russia. Okay. We're putting sanctions on that. So I, and that's on uh, 3 8 2020 at, Eight seven forty three. That's yeah. what I'm talking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but up and before that, we were telling companies we want them to stop helping Russia when we're spending more money with Russia buying their oil. But what what's there, what are they trying to do? I don't get it. What what what's what are they trying to accomplish? Yeah. What what is Coca Cola, Pepsi, Frito Lay? I don't know if Frito Lay is one that they're going after. You know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. What is that going to do to help yeah. the cause? I, I just find it very interesting. Very interesting that they, they went after these people. And I just find it interesting that um, a, a country and a group of people that have decided, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to take that back. No. No, I'm not going to go there, Josh. Um, how how often, you know, like uh, deep fakes back in the day? Like, you ever hear that work term used back in the 50s and 60s? And No, I never know. I only know it for the recent usage. Yeah, well, the, the, the more recent usage is stuff that everybody's familiar with. But, I mean, they've been faking, doing deep fakes for a long time on things. But it seems like that used to be a very special skill to do that. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people can do that now. I mean, there are apps and yeah, things like that. That's a whole yeah. uh, that's a whole other element of this. I mean, how can you trust what you see if they can edit and manipulate a video and it looks just like that person talking? Right. Because there's there, um, again, I know these are just TV shows. Okay. Mm-hmm or movies that I watch, um, but they, they had, where they had to get this guy to say 20 different like sounds. So okay. then they could create his own sentence. They could make him say anything in his voice. Okay. We, we know that that capability is out there. Okay. Because yeah. radio shows use it all the time, doing stuff like that. And it's not really as clean and that's mm-hmm. good quality. You can tell it's a fake, but it sounds funny, but it's still entertaining. Yeah. But if any average Joe can do that. Imagine yeah. what these super high-tech smart people are. So how do we even know what's real? We have right. to trust that people, you have to trust, eventually put trust in something, in someone. Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, the potential is scary. 
if these all these social media companies are working in concert, if they're working with the government, with the technology available, you could create a whole narrative about somebody. If you wanted to destroy someone, yeah, say a political opponent or anyone, you know, you could very easily create these videos that show someone doing something or saying something that they shouldn't. Yeah, I'm even wondering, and this is a totally different direction on it, but uh, you've heard of uh, like Meta World? The Facebook thing? Yeah. Yeah, sure. They want to create this Meta World and and people have avatars, Mm -hmm. okay? I, I imagine in the very near future, more people will be known by what their avatar looks like than what their real face looks like. Okay. Crazy. And then how do we know if anything's real? You know, really? It's like, I know. Unless I can literally touch you, Josh, and see with my eyes, I don't know. even know if it's, it's really you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you are not there on the ground, to see what is happening. And if we can't, if we have no, tri- like, uh, to go back to the discussion of Ukraine, I mean, uh, the credibility of the mainstream media and the major news networks, in my mind, is very low. I don't right. see they, them as they, very credible. They, they've blown it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I look at social media, look, as you said, people are on the ground and try to see. But if I can't trust that person or trust that person's account, then should I really be believing what I'm seeing? Right. Yeah, and we, are, we already so know we trust. And we already know these big social companies are are limiting what's being told. Yeah. So if they don't like it, it might just not be seen. It's and, it's like we can know more but actually know less at the same time. Yeah. With certain no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You know, like the world is more connected, but at the same time, you still have to have that same level of critical thinking and yeah. And unless unless journalism shifts unless somehow they can earn more credibility but a lot appears to me has been lost the yeah. last few years and even longer than that yeah it is it is interesting and to me a great reminder of why we do not put our hope trust and confidence in the world mm-hmm. and and just thankful that we don't live for that mm-hmm. Because that would be, I mean, discouraging, like hopeless. Yeah. I mean, as you say, who can I believe and what can I believe? Well, thankfully, the things that truly matter, we can have 100% confidence and that are true and believable. Yes. The standard of truth in the Bible to follow. And if you don't have that standard, I mean, it's just all, it's all relative. It's whatever you think it is. Yep. So I want to bring this to a close with a question. Okay. You You were a hot topic on Sunday uh, in my house. Okay. Yeah. Uh There's a a man that was standing up front in in a place that we mutually go to. Okay. That talked about moral unbelievers. Okay. Did you catch that? I didn't. Said there are moral unbelievers. Okay, I didn't catch that. No, you didn't catch it. Okay, I did. No, because of our conversations we've had on the show yes. and at the house, yes. Garrett, Garrett was all over that. 
<laughs> like, oh, did you order Josh or that? <laughs> Same. Uh, Christians can be more. There are moral unbelievers. I. <laughs> well, you know, you know, my opinion is not not an, maybe not a nice one. It's a little bit cynical. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. It depends on how we define. It depends on how I know, we define how we moral. Define I mean, moral. I know we're going to open this door again, but okay, let's look at. I I think I would make the case one of the most moral societies is Jewish society that Jesus is born into. Right. Yes. Jesus mm-hmm. lives in. Those are very moral people. And why would I say they're very moral? Well, they're following, attempting to follow the only law that God ever gave. Right. Now they're adding to it. I get it. But they're attempting to follow it. Right. Yep. Yet they were very far from the kingdom. Yeah. Because they rejected yep. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying the guy. Up I bring front, the cynical point of view here. I bring the cynical. There's no one good in the world. No, not one. The guy up front <laughs> made the statement that there are moral unbelievers. Oh, did you hear Brady barking? I did hear Brady. Yeah. He always wants to be on the show. He wasn't in the video, so he's getting mad now. Um, but yeah, no, you were a hot topic. We talked about you on Sunday. Yeah. I sort of stand my ground with my cynical views. And uh, how about, uh, did you find anything more about getting advertisement material from CNC? From Seth? No, I didn't. I forgot about okay. that. I got to do that. Yeah, a couple he weeks found out. our video. Yeah, he found our video funny. All right. So we got to do that for the good folks at home. Get some advertising. Yeah, on 3-1, on March yeah. 1st, our video from March 1st, we talk about Seth and his business. We mm-hmm. talk about, hi, my name is Noah. And Barney Fife, Seth. And uh, and the brother commented. So we we confirmed that Noah thinks we're terror, or I'm a terrorist. Not you. And so he doesn't negotiate. Uh, he likes to talk a big game and say he doesn't watch or listen to it, but I have a hard time believing that. Someone who is that adamant he doesn't do something usually does it. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I said that about him too, being gay. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I know Noah's Noah. Oh no. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm excited to get back to in-person recording. This has worked well, yes. though. This is good, probably you know, for the you best. You probably like it. Well, I don't. I don't want to get your. Uh, no, seriously, I'm saying, you probably like this. Not not having to do it face to face. You think I do? I like going to the house. Okay, good. Yeah. You missed out on uh, fried chicken Oof. with the uh, potatoes that are like smashed, then baked with bacon and cheese on them. Strawberries and pineapple. It's pretty good. I might not have been able to do it today, but under normal no. circumstances, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So, well, I hope you guys everybody enjoyed this uh, part two. Two parts. Two part series known as josh's loves life not doing that one well, we learned you got we, we we talked about it didn't we on here 
What? Or was that was that when it wasn't recording? That would have been pre-recording. We'll, we'll okay. leave it that way. So <laughs> join us next week, folks, with a conversation as always intriguing. And yeah, stimulating. <laughs>